With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, Femi Abebefe, alongside Mike Pritchard, filling in for Michael Lombardi. Pritchard, of course, played nearly a decade in the NFL, national champion for the Colorado Buffs in the early 90s as well. First round pick for the Atlanta Falcons. Pritch, good to be with you again, man. Femi, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Um, I had some obligations earlier in the week, so Michael Lombardi was kind enough to kind of switch days here. So uh, great to be with you, as always, on, on the Lombardi line. Yeah, no, we have a jam-packed show over yes. these next two hours. Let's set the table with the guests that we'll have coming up here. Starting in 45 minutes, Kurt Helen, lead NBA writer at NBC Sports. A lot going on in the association, including the 25-game suspension for Memphis Grizzly star John Morant. We'll get into that just shortly here. One hour from right now, Hall of Fame odds maker from the South Point Hotel and Casino, Vinny Maiulo, will join us to give us the skinny on what happened behind the window with the Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup and, of course, the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA title. Then 90 minutes from right now, one. 30 Eastern, 10.30 Pacific. Michael Calabrese of the Action Network will help us set the table for college football. Remember that, Pritch? I college do. football. <laughs> it's coming up here before you know it. We're going to start to set the table early on here in the summer to try to maybe get ahead of the market here coming up at 1.30 Eastern, 10.30 Pacific. But first, Pritch, we got to start off with the breaking news out of the NBA. Broke about an hour ago. The NBA is suspending Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant 25 games. Now, Adam Silver put out the quote. This, of course, from the situation that happened mm-hmm. in early may about a month ago or so john Morant seen on instagram live wielding a firearm quickly to be the camera to be taken away but john Morant now has been suspended 25 games adam silver's quote is as follows john Morant's decision to once again wield a firearm on social media is alarming and disconcerting given his similar conduct in march for which he was already suspended eight games the potential for other young people to emulate Jaws' conduct is particularly concerning. Under these circumstances, we believe a suspension of 25 games is appropriate and makes clear that engaging in reckless and irresponsible behavior with guns will not be tolerated. That is Commissioner Adam Silver. Pritch, your reaction to the 25-game suspension for John Morant? Well, first of all, I think some people thought um, it could be more, um, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the situation and the investigation, what that was going to reveal. I-, I think is adequate. Uh, to be honest with you. I mean, John Morant, um, 
this is a violation of the NBA policy. This is a behavioral issue too, uh, but it was something that he didn't fix himself even after being warned uh, about it. So he, he had to get, get suspended and, and rightly so. And I think it's appropriate. Like I mentioned, now I'm trying to come up with an analogy because as a professional athlete, um, I'm trying to bring everybody into the, into the lifestyle, I guess, or, mm -hmm. or to the influences or potential influences. It's like, you know, you, you drive that or any car, not a brand new car, just take any car. Um, and, and typically you're looking for that smooth road, right? Yep. You're looking for a nice little ride out in the country, wherever you are, wherever you live, or you just need to go to the grocery store or whatever. You just want that road to be smooth. Uh, but in reality for a professional athlete, there's potholes everywhere i mean everywhere mm. and you are ducking and diving and trying to avoid those potholes throughout your career because think about it femi you're going to be pulled you're going to be tried to be influenced people are going to try to get next to you people are going to try to do stuff for you or to do stuff against you uh throughout your entirety as a professional athlete it doesn't matter people that you thought you were close to uh they have a different agenda now mm. uh so jaw and I'm not making excuses for him. It happens to every professional athlete out there on a different level. I think when you're high profile, it happens to you more and more. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to avoid those potholes. So you, you do have to be evas uh, evasive if you can uh, and certainly look for that smooth road uh, if you can find it. Uh, so hopefully this suspension here, these 25 games, is going to force Jaw to find that smooth road uh, and avoid that one with all those potholes in it because – you find another pothole, then that suspension turns into 50 games or maybe a season. So uh, I'm glad nobody got hurt. We're all happy for that. Uh, Jaw, big lesson, though, that, that he's learned right now. But it's interesting that, you're, that you've said that because I feel like we had this conversation the first time mm, <laughs> when, he, got right, suspended, when right. he was suspended eight games and he went away and like, I think he went to like a reha rehabilitation program mm -hmm. and everything. And obviously his mental health, which yeah. is a serious matter. But yeah. like we had this conversation in March when the first time he got suspended those eight games and then he did it again. Yeah. Which is why I, I ask you this question. Are, are you surprised that it's 25 games? Because I was shocked. Like, honestly, when, like, when they put it out there that, hey, we're going to release the punishment after the NBA Finals, like, uh-oh, this must be massive. They don't want this to take over the coverage of the Finals, so they're going to put it off till the end mm -hmm. of the season. I was thinking maybe this is a half a season. Maybe it's 50. Maybe it's the whole season. Like, if he had been suspended 82 games, I'd have been like, all right. You like, wouldn't have been I, shocked I, by I, it. I wouldn't have been shocked. Right, right. I wouldn't no. have been shocked. I, I thought everything was on the table. 25, though, I am a little surprised that it's only 25. Well, yeah, I mean, some people might be. You're right. But I, I think from an investigative st standpoint, uh, you know, you look at the background, you look at Ja, who he is as a person, and, okay, is he getting help? Uh, mm -hmm. Is he going to have some tools to where he can make better decisions? I, I think you factor all that in there. Now, if Ja Morant was on his own page and, and didn't care about trying to find that smooth road, I think the investigation would have revealed that, and perhaps they mm -hmm. would have got uh, a longer suspension. But he has a chance, again, to, to find that smooth road. It's, it's like, okay, he did it once, and then he did it again, right? Like, I mean, how many times have you come up to a stop sign, and you know you have to stop, <laughs> but you roll through that thing, right? <laughs> Nobody's coming. I can just roll yep. through that. <laughs> See, it's that kind of thing. It, it's called, it's called self-integrity. It really is, or, or mm -hmm. character. A lot of people kind of categorize it that way. Um, but as an athlete, you always have to work on that self-integrity or self-awareness. And uh, you always have to understand that there's potholes everywhere. I, I got to avoid those if I can. Um, but, but no, I think Jaw has a chance. Now, you know, from a betting standpoint, 
Uh, it's going to be interesting because I think Memphis, you know, and everybody, they're going through a transitional area, you know, mm -hmm. a younger team like that that had success early. Uh, and how are they going to start? How are they going to get out the gate? Uh, Jaw's going to come back right when the NBA is heating up anyway for this season. Yeah. No, it's 25 games. I think that puts them around that Christmas time, maybe just a little bit before Christmas since the season typically starts in mid-October. Mm. John Morant did release a statement, by the way. We'll get to the betting side of this in just yep. a little bit, but I want to put out Jaw's statement for what he said. He said, quote, I've had time to reflect, and I realize how much hurt I've caused. I want to apologize to the NBA, the Grizzlies, my teammates, and the city of Memphis, to Adam Silver, Zach Kleiman, and Robert Perra, who gave me the opportunity to be a professional athlete and have supported me. I'm sorry for the harm I've done to the kids who look up to me. I'm sorry for failing you as a role model. I promise I'm going to be better. To all of my sponsors, I'm going to be a better representation of our brands. And to all of my fans, I'm going to make it up to you, I promise. I'm spending the offseason and my suspension continuing to work on my own mental health and decision making i'm also going to be training so that i'm ready to go when i can be back on the court i know my teammates are going to hold it down and i'm so sorry i won't be out there with you at the beginning of the season i hope you'll give me the chance to prove to you over time that i'm a better man than what i've been showing you that mm. is the statement from john moran that he put out there i mean like that statement it reads well it sounds good but my thing once again is we did this in March. Huh. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we did this in March. And, and I want to give him the chance, because obviously he's incredibly young. What is he, like 23 years old, 24 yeah, years old, something like that? Like, like, yeah, I, that's You do stupid stuff at that age. However, other guys are that age, too, and they're not doing this. They're not putting right. the guns on Instagram Live and all that stuff. Like, clearly, he's got to get help, and hopefully he takes this thing seriously, because the mental health stuff, we heard that in March. And then in May, he's once again on Instagram Live mm -hmm. toting guns and stuff. It's like, come on. Got to get it together, man. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's got a chance. And, and that statement, I mean, that, that spoke volumes to me in terms of understanding that it's a privilege and not a right, you know, certainly. And that's what the league wants to enforce. And that goes for the NHL, goes for the NFL, it goes for Major mm -hmm. League Baseball. Uh, it, it, understanding that, you know, the platform that you on, uh, are, are on is, is a high-profile one. Um, and, and there's a lot at stake. And so uh, you're right. I mean, I, I think Jaw has a chance to – um, avoid that life, man. Avoid that mm -hmm. fast lane uh, because it comes at you. I mean, like I said before, there's so many influences and you have to make sound decisions and you have to be aware at every moment. So uh, hopefully uh, the help that he's going to get and this straight this statement that he released uh, is, is heartwarming and, and, and felt heartfelt that way. And uh, he's going to hold true to that uh, integrity, that self-integrity that is so vital for anybody. Adam Silver also put out that, quote, prior to his return to play, John Morant will be required to formulate and fulfill a program with the league that directly addresses the circumstances that led to him to repeat this destructive behavior. So mm. it's not just going to be 25 games and you're automatically <laughs> ready to go. Like, like we see in the NFL, oftentimes right. guys have to kind of apply for reinstatement mm -hmm. to the league whenever they're facing a suspension. So there'll be some sort of a check and balance before Jock can get back onto the court. The question I have to you as we wrap things up here on this segment here, yeah. we'll continue the conversation coming up in the next segment. If you're one of John Moran's teammates, how are you feeling? And what do you say to John Moran right now? Because you've been in the locker room yeah. before. I don't know if you've had this situation where star players being suspended or anything like that, but what are those guys in the locker room thinking? Yeah, you're going to rally behind them. I mean, that's your brother. I mean, that, that's the guy that, you, you know, you're going to win a championship with someday. Uh, certainly, you got that belief. And, you know, from a squad standpoint, they've done okay without Jaw, yeah. you know, whether it's injury or, or missing games for whatever reason. So, uh, first of all, you got to band together as a locker room. You, you always have to have that, that strength and – uh, that character, like we were just talking about here on the segment. Uh, but no, you're going to rally behind him. You're going to support him. You, you know that he's probably going through something 
uh, that he's, he's going to need more friends or more like-minded individuals than, than those potholes that, that I've been talking mm-hmm. about. So, uh, no, I, I fully expect his teammates to kind of rally behind him right now. Yeah, no, I would, that would be my guess as yeah. well. He's the face of that franchise, right. and he should be one of the faces of the NBA. I know. You know, like, like he plays such an exciting brand of basketball. Mm-hmm. They're an exciting young team that's kind of been ascending here into the conversation of the Western Conference. And for this to kind of continue to come up and derail what should yeah. be one of the faces of the league, it's yeah. kind of disappointing. So yeah. hopefully John Rant gets everything in order. Obviously, we're all rooting for him to go ahead and, and get – just get back on the straight and narrow, you know. And, and sure. Avoid those potholes, as Pritch says. I'm telling you, they're everywhere. <laughs> the the landmines are out there. <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, and first round pick in Atlanta, yep. I mean, there's a lot of potholes Ooh, in Atlanta. Ooh, different forms, too. I, like I said, there's some people that can surprise you and shock you. Say, well, hold up. Wait a minute. I, I thought you had my back. No, 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 completely different. Now they move differently. We'll talk about the betting <laughs> yeah. ramifications of John Moran's suspension on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Femi Abedfane. We're hanging out at the Circa Resort Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Of course, breaking down the breaking news in the NBA, John Morant suspended 25 games by the NBA for wielding a firearm on Instagram Live back in May. This, of course, the second instance mm-hmm. for John Morant. And this one will be a costly suspension for John. Bobby Marks of ESPN just tweeted moments ago that John Morant 
Well, the suspension will cost him $7.6 million, just roughly over $304,000 for every game missed. This will be year one of a $194 million rookie max extension that he signed last summer. So yeah. congratulations to the job. That he is paid. And 7.6 for 194, I guess, doesn't feel like a ton, mm-hmm. but that is a significant amount of money there. 7.6 million that job will lose to start the season. Well, it is significant. Um, you'll never get that money back for sure. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, you know, the embarrassment of it too. So, uh, you know, uh, I think for Jaw, uh, as long as he receives this message, uh, like you like you said earlier, it could have been a, a stiffer penalty. It could have been a tougher or a longer suspension for him. But 25 games, I, I mean, in the course of an NBA season, even as a better, uh, the future market isn't that vast yeah. anyway. So uh, I, I think from a conference standpoint, Memphis still in play. You know, NBA Finals probably still in play. Mm-hmm. A lot, lot to be determined. But at the beginning of the year when everybody else is hooping, uh, and then that constant reminder that you are suspended. I mean, that that has to hit home for Jaw uh, to where he'll avoid uh, this type of behavior moving forward. Yeah, you would think that it would hit home yeah. for him now that it's a significant suspension. Last right. time, an eight-game suspension mm-hmm. in March, and then now he's going to be serving 25 to start the season there. So the futures market, because we talk about John Morant's money, let's talk about our money okay. as we try to make some bets <laughs> right. here. The betting ramifications of John Morant being suspended 25 games now – in the NBA market, the season literally just ended this past Monday, so there's no win totals that are open or anything like that. Just kind of the bigger markets that are a little bit uh, more liquid that are open right now, and those are the to win the title and to win the conference. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Memphis Grizzlies, to win the championship over at BetMGM, 22-1. to 1. Okay. To win the West, they're 12-1. to 1. I don't think we're going to see a big shakeup in those odds just because those are playoff deals, and John Morant – barring health, yeah. should be available during the postseason. Right. So I don't think you're ever going to see something massive there. But I almost think as betters, it's kind of a reminder for when the win totals do come out later on this summer when things kind of start to settle down a little bit and we see the moves that will happen in free agency, the trades, the draft, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be baked into the number from a win total standpoint that Jaws missing those games. So I think as betters, if you want to try to sell the Memphis Grizzlies, you're selling at the bottom because mm. their stock has never been lower. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Femi. I mean, um, you know, headlines will move things at, at some point. Uh, you're right, and uh, depending on you know Jaw, if he's adhering to the requirements to get back into the league, then mm. he's on course, right? I mean, that, that's something as a better. If, if you're in, interested in Memphis, obviously you're going to follow that, right? And, okay, yeah. when is, you're going to anticipate that too? Uh, so. I don't think it's going to affect too much from that standpoint. You know, the league to me too is in different phases, and I don't know about you as a uh, NBA better. I'm a casual NBA better, Same. but I, I yeah, I do know that I'm not even interested in betting the NBA until after Christmas because mm. the guys, the fellas, they play the game differently. I mean, I, there, there is there is nobody um, balling out on both ends of the court, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. before Christmas. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Uh, unless you're a young player, uh, and maybe from a prop standpoint, you can identify that and, and you can exploit that or use that to to your advantage as a better. But from a team standpoint, conference champion, uh, even NBA champion, I mean, my my interest in terms of those type of teams emerging doesn't even happen till after the All Star break sometimes. So uh, we we just saw this past NBA playoff season how different teams were mm-hmm. uh, as they got into the playoffs as that that different season started. Uh, so that's that's how I approach the NBA. Yeah, because I think it's one of those, like, you don't really need to freak out 
mm-hmm. that he's missing 25 games, maybe from a win total standpoint. But yeah. even then, I would honestly look to play a contrarian over on the Memphis Grizzlies for the regular season win total because those regular season games, they're just different than the postseason. And yeah. also, Memphis has shown to be really good in John Morant's absence. I go back to two years ago when he missed a bunch of time for injury. They played really well. Mm-hmm. Last season when he had the eight-game suspension, they played well. In fact, Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer, this was during the playoffs that he tweeted this out when John Morant missed game two of the series against the Lakers. The Grizzlies are 33-17 and 17 without John Morant since last season, including the playoffs, 21-7 and 7 in 2022, and then 12-10 and 10 in 2023. Like, this team has won without John Morant. Right. Like, this is not going to be, oh, wow, Memphis is going to be in dumpster diving and anything like that just because their best player is out. They still have a lot of really good players, and they have a really good coach as well and a smart organization. They're going to figure this out. Yeah, yeah, they need clutch players, right? That's, that's what Memphis yeah. needs. I mean, Jaw is an exciting player, uh, a highlight player. Uh, really, very exciting. I mean, he, he's he's worth the attraction. He's worth the ticket prices. That, that's what you want to pay to go see him. But when it comes down to winning games and, and certainly competing for championships, I think Memphis, they need some some clutch players. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that's something that needs to emerge. And perhaps that'll emerge when Jaw is absent, right? Maybe maybe that that will develop uh, culturally for, for the Grizzlies. Yeah. No, I, I think that's something that could develop. I mean, Desmond Bain is a guy mm-hmm. that has – Tried to take that next step. I know he played a little bit better in the postseason. Didn't have mm-hmm. as good a year as he had prior in 2022. Um, but they have Tyus Jones, who's a really competent point mm-hmm. guard. Jaron Jackson Jr., the reigning defensive player of the year. Now, they do lose Dylan Brooks. I mean, some people <laughs> might think that's addition by subtraction. <laughs> right, right. I- I'll-, I'll defend Dylan Brooks, not with the shenanigans that he does, but I do think he's a good basketball player. He's he is. One of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And I think there will be a drop-off defensively for Memphis, and a lot of the responsibility is going to fall on the shoulders yeah. of Jaron Jackson Jr. now to be the rim protector and to kind of be the eraser if guys are blowing by their perimeter defenders there. So I guess there's a little bit of an addition by subtraction with Dylan Brooks leaving, but it's kind of a rocky times in Memphis, but I still think – this is one of those moments where you kind of want to buy low, I feel like, versus trying to sell low because, like I said to start the segment, mm-hmm. their stock has never been lower right, right now as you look at where they're kind of placed amongst the Western Conference contenders. I like how you phrase that, too. I mean, like, they are, you know, they're closer to the bottom if they haven't hit it yet than they yeah. are, uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, from a from a betting standpoint. Like, uh, how much lower do they, are they going to go, right? I mean, are they going to plummet? I, I don't see that happening. Uh, this is probably too good of a roster, I would think, mm-hmm. and too good of a coaching uh, situation too so uh maybe they can add some players that that'll be interesting uh, under the radar we'll see what what develops uh, uh in the off season here uh, i love the nba off season how quick it is how quick oh, everything happens too uh but that also feeds into the fact that okay the off season stretches even while they're hooping because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think there's so many things that need to happen like you can get to october and then all of a sudden Oh, so and so's got a surgery. They got to go yeah. for a procedure. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what were you doing all summer? <laughs> right. Where were you at? Uh, Cancun, obviously, right? Something <laughs> yeah. like that. But, but as Scottie Pippen said in the last dance, I'm not going to mess up my summer. <laughs> exactly. he, he, said, he said a different word than mess. Yes, but he yes. said he's not going to mess up his summer. Right, right. That's why I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. It's a long, grueling season, and you do need a break. <laughs> Schedule that surgery so you don't play uh, uh, basketball in early or mid October into November. Yeah, I think Shaquille O'Neal is always <laughs> one said, if I got hurt on company time, I'm going to heal on company time. <laughs> I ain't doing it on my own time. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a different philosophy than what we see in the NFL mm-hmm. where guys get that surgery immediately and then they spend all offseason rehabbing. The NBA is a little bit different of a league, <laughs> a little bit more of a player's league there. So some people, for better or worse, you know, we all have our opinions, but uh, that's just a different kind of power structure. But I do think the overall takeaway from the Memphis side of this, 
it's if you believed in Memphis as a potential title team, mm-hmm. I don't think you should be scared and be like, oh my goodness, like I can't bet this team at all. And I think if you didn't believe in Memphis, then I think you just kind of go on as business as usual. I, I wouldn't necessarily look to fade them. Yeah. And no. stuff just because like we said that their market's a little bit lower right now, but I don't think there's really anything to do from a betting standpoint mm-hmm. right now. Like those odds aren't really going to change because the futures markets in the NBA are very much tied to how we think these teams are going to perform in the playoffs. And John Morant, like we mentioned, barring injury, will be with the Grizzlies in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're looking at uh, the, the franchises in front of Memphis in terms of uh, conference, the Western Conference. Okay, yeah, you got Denver. Can they go back to back? Perhaps. You know, see what they do with that roster. But uh, you know, Golden State. You know, it'd be interesting. A little turnover in the front mm-hmm. office, as we know. Phoenix, like, they got some extraordinary players, right? Yeah. A couple of them. Two of them, yeah. Uh, two of them. Uh, and we'll see what they do uh, around those two guys, too. And, and and that's where you have to look. I mean, the Mavericks, 11-1, I mean, uh, they, they got an exceptional player uh, that we all know about. Mm-hmm. So there's so much that can happen in front of Memphis. Uh, but Memphis has a chance. Like you said, I, I think they're closer to bottoming out. Uh, and perhaps if you are entertaining – the upside of Memphis, there could be an opportunity at some point during the year. 100%. You, you didn't mention the New Orleans Pelicans 16 to 1. I did not. Zion Williamson, maybe he'll be on a different team than the Pelicans. Yeah. There's rumors out there that there's interest maybe for the Pelicans in that number two overall pick. Okay. Of course, Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller, all the NBA draft talk. We'll talk to Kurt Helen about that coming up in about 20 minutes from right now because the NBA offseason, like you mentioned, is going to be really fascinating. The draft free agency it'll be here before we know it and you got to be ready to make these bets before the markets start to move but on the other side we'll get to some of the nfl news and notes as we've broken for training camp summer's here at least a shortened summer this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host timmy abbefe on vsin the sports betting network before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard filling in for Michael Lombardi. Coming up in about 15 minutes, Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer over at NBC Sports, will join us to break down all things association. And we have a very, very busy offseason ahead of us in the NBA. So we'll get Kurt Heelan's thoughts on that coming up here shortly. But while we have some time here, Pritch, we Mm -hmm. want to play a little game because our producer, Elliot Bowman, likes to put these games together. And I love them. Because it makes us think about these storylines in a little bit different ways. And it is a game called News or Noise with NFL headlines as (laughs) minicamp has concluded. We're now on to summer vacation for about five, six weeks, and then we're back to do it for real coming up in July. But the first storyline was from earlier this week as it pertains to Stefan Diggs, all-pro wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Mm. And I wanted to start with this one because, Pritch, you played wide receiver nearly a decade in the NFL, first-round pick for the Atlanta Falcons. You understand what it's like to be a life as a wide receiver one in the National Football League. <laughs> and the noise of Stefan Diggs not being at Bills minicamp, then the next day showing up, but Sean McDermott initially said that he was concerned. Now it's like we talked to him, so he had an excused absence. Mm-hmm. Is this news or noise with the Buffalo Bills and Stefan Diggs and that this is just an in-house situation that they'll be able to correct before 
training camp gets underway. Josh Allen saying that he is part to, partly to blame, too. <laughs> yeah, everyone's taking blame. Yeah, how about <laughs> this is noisy news? How about that? <laughs> I love yeah. it. Is that, does that count for yeah. Elliot? Yeah. Does that Are we count? Allowed does that, that work? <laughs> noisy news. <laughs> noisy uh, news. No, this is news. I mean, you know, <laughs> Stephon Diggs, man, you know, his brief career so far, not brief, but short career, he's got, he's got many more years to go, um, has been noisy. Mm. You know, forcing his way out of Minnesota, found a place in Buffalo, become becomes a, a fabric of that franchise, a, a very, very solid player, very consistent player, very good player. It's not about money. You know, this is attitude. This is um this is something else. This is this is some friction in that locker room. Mm -hmm. Uh and they need to they need to find out what it is and they need to fix it. They need to finally get that to rest or lay it to rest. So whoever is to blame, um, uh, be the adult in a room uh, and become united again, like like they were uh, with with Hamlin, right? Yeah. Uh, from an emotional standpoint, and and that that's something that's tragic, and that's something I think as humans we're we're naturally going to do. But now you got egos, and now you're a professional athlete. You got other stuff involved. Whatever is rubbing you the wrong way, whatever is bothering you right now, fix that thing uh, because you know Buffalo's too good. I'm on record now, though, and I have been all offseason, that I think this team is, is ripe for regression. Mm. Uh, I think they've hit a ceiling of what they want to do, but they're trying to do more of the same. Um, they added a pass-catching tight end to an offense that lacks physicality. So, and then defensively, they're getting older. And, and now they're without Frazier as well, too. So I think McDermott has his hands full, mm -hmm. and, and this does not help. McDermott as he needs to kind of take over and assert himself in that locker room. Yeah, I think McDermott's hands are full with putting the defense together. Right. Like you mentioned, Leslie Frazier mm -hmm. taking the leave of absence and leaving the team this offseason. Now he's got to worry about his star wide receiver. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, it's, I don't want to call him a malcontent, but we're, <laughs> we're, we're getting in that direction. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's what we're headed towards with Stefan Diggs. And I think it's, it's really interesting because the last image that we saw of Stefan Diggs was that playoff game against mm -hmm. Cincinnati. Bengals are just absolutely whooping him all over the field. And Diggs is like shouting at Josh Allen on the sidelines right. and being like, his hands are up. And you see the snowflakes coming down. Like, I don't know what he was said. Or maybe he was trying to motivate him. It's hard mm -hmm. to kind of tell because we obviously can't hear the audio. We can just see the image. But this is just, it feels like there's something going on here with Diggs. Like, you follow that right. up with now this thing at minicamp. And we're just, hey, we all just kind of needed a break from each other. Yeah. Essentially, is what McDermott was saying. A break from what? Like, you know, this is just minicamp. What's going to happen in training camp when you guys are out there day after day after day? Are you going to need to break then? Because well, then that's a problem. It speaks towards the pressure on the situation that, that they need to fix, they need to solve. And, you know, shouting up your quarterback, and, and certainly a quarterback like Josh Allen. Like, wait a minute, hold up. <laughs> you need to stop that. It's uh, <laughs> a big right? guy to shout right, at. Right, exactly. I mean, uh, not only that, but uh, he's one of those players too. Uh, he's, mm. a, he's, a, he's a really good player. But I, I think uh, when you have – you know, this is the stigma that receivers get, you know, the diva yep. uh, or whatever, or the attitude. How is that going to help the team? That, that really isn't going to help the team. And that's why I'm speaking towards that locker room, keeping an eye on that as a better uh, and see if they can fix this thing or is this going to fester uh, and then grow uh, even into something else. So that's why I think it's newsworthy uh, into the season itself. Bill's win total is sitting at 10 and a half right now. And obviously a really yeah. difficult division. Jets just acquired... Aaron Rodgers, the Dolphins have mm -hmm. added pieces as well. New England's always out there lurking as a team that you have to respect. Would you go under that win total, or would you go as far, because you're thinking that this team could be due for some regression, 
Would you go as far as maybe to bet the two to one on them to miss the playoffs? Oh, I'd go under the win total. I mean, a lot can happen in terms of making a miss in the playoffs. Uh, I'm intrigued by that, though. Uh, a little juicy. It is juicy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely the, the under. I mean, it, it could be the toughest division in all football next year or yeah. this season, later on this year. Um, so you're looking at the AFC East. Uh, that, that's going to be a tough, tough, tough division. And then more of the same for Buffalo. They still want to throw the rock. They still want to do all this spread you out. Uh, but when it comes down to crunch time, they can't be physical. Uh, and that, that right there, the league knows that. The league has caught up to Josh Allen. Uh, can Josh Allen be a different quarterback? Or is he still going to try to make plays with his legs and, and be the second leader rusher again mm -hmm. uh, on that team? And then does, does he get hurt? I mean, so um, I think when, when the pulse or people understands what you're about uh, in terms of the league, now you have to change. And to me, it doesn't look like uh, Buffalo is changing at all this offseason. There's a lot of four-letter words that we can't say over these FCC airwaves, <laughs> but there's a four-letter word in football that you never want to be called, and that's soft. Oh, yeah. And, and I think at the second half of the NFL season last year, soft is a way you could have described the mm. Buffalo Bills. And mm -hmm. I think that goes to your point there that the physicality is not really there, and they didn't really do a ton to address that. Kind of banking on Von Miller to come back off of an, an ACL injury that's not the best plan. Right. Maybe Von Miller will come back from that injury, and hopefully he does. But, I mean, it's we saw the, the decline in the pass rush when he got hurt mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving, and then we saw the decline on that offensive line all throughout the way of December and into the postseason as well. After Cincinnati was getting a ton of pressure on them in that snow game. The next story I want to hit, okay. also with a wide receiver. <laughs> some might call him a diva, some may not. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll leave it up to interpretation. But the New England Patriots are reportedly, this is from The Athletic, quote, making a push for free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins visited New England earlier this week. He visited Tennessee about Sunday, Monday, with like a two-day visit in Nashville. Do you think that this is news or noise with maybe a potential reunion for DeAndre Hopkins and offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien? Yeah, no, I, I think this is news. Uh, it's not to, so noisy. I, I mean, uh, I, I, I want to say New England might have made a contract uh, proposal. I don't know. Mm. I mean, it could be rumors out there about that, but... Uh, no, you look at New England, and, and now you got O'Brien coming back. One of the things that showed up and revealed itself is the nuances, right? Like, go to Green Bay last year. I know they had Cobb, but, but they didn't really have anybody in that wide receiver room for those pups mm -hmm. uh, from an example standpoint. Um, you know, you got a new offense going up there. Uh, or a offense going up there in New England now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a better way to phrase yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so I know you look at, you know, who they have as players on that roster, but they need an example of somebody who's familiar with that offense, and, and certainly uh, D-Hop is familiar. Uh, and he would be the number one up there. Uh, I think if you have designs like D-Hop probably does in his career right now to make the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. um, then, okay, is New England that location? Is this quarterback... Uh, or is, it, is this familiarity with this offense going to help you get there, right? Can you be competitive? Can you have the best of all the worlds, like money, uh, a chance to compete for a championship, and then also help yourself with the Hall of Fame? I don't know if that's the case for all three, uh, for Hopkins up there in New England, but, uh, I mean, it, it's familiar. Uh, yeah. And certainly he would be the example for O'Brien as well in an offense. Michael Lombardi on the GM Shuffle podcast, which, oh, by the way, subscribe, rate, and review, get it wherever you get your podcasts. He's talked about how he doesn't see the fit necessarily yeah. with New England and DeAndre Hopkins, not from a schematic standpoint, because like you said, there's the familiarity with Bill O'Brien, but mm -hmm. he just doesn't know if it kind of fits like from a philosophy standpoint and the stuff about DeAndre Hopkins, about practice habits and all mm -hmm. that stuff, if that fits the Patriot way and that Patriot culture. So I think as of right now, I would say it's still a little noisy, yeah. more noisy than newsy. 
Well, you I know what's interesting. What's interesting about that, and and I tend to agree with Michael a lot, but. Randy Moss wasn't a Patriot Way guy. That is very fair. Now, DeAndre is not Randy Moss. Yeah. I mean, you you make exceptions. Moss is a once-in-a-lifetime right, talent. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Brady Moss, okay, undefeated season, we get it, right? Yeah. Josh McDaniels, all that. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, the, the guys that aren't typically Patriot Way type of players, um, and I know a number of them that once they got up there, they became about the Patriot Way, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a ton of players that were so different other places, they get up to New England and they completely change who they are. Straight laced. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because they know what New England's about. So, uh, and that, that's a testament to uh, Bill Belichick, of course. Yeah, when you have an established culture, it's easy for guys to kind of fit in. Mm -hmm. It's like fit in or fit out. Right, <laughs> You right, know, that's right. And we've seen some guys have to fit out, the Albert Hainsworth, the Chad Ochocinco's of the world, but some other guys have been able to kind of get into that Patriot way. On the other side, Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer for NBC Sports, joins us next to break down the association. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place the same game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. And if all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. Only at BetMGM, the best place to bet on baseball. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 plus or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. We're hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard filling in for Michael Lombardi. And joining us, our first guest here on the program. And no better time to talk some NBA than to our buddy mm -hmm. Kurt Heelan 
of NBC Sports, lead NBA writer over there at NBC. Kurt, we appreciate the time, man. Obviously, the big news from earlier this morning, John Morant, Memphis Grizzlies star, suspended 25 games by Adam Silver in the NBA. What was your initial reaction to the suspension link? Was it too heavy, too light, or just right? It was kind of what was expected, right? I think everybody was estimating 25 to 30, and I think it's the... No, I think it's the league using a hammer, but not a sledgehammer. Does that make sense? Mm. Like it comes down pretty hard. It gets a message across, but it wasn't. Um, it, it could have been worse. It wasn't half a season or something. And I don't know. It feels. I don't know how you guys feel. It feels kind of appropriate in the sense that he didn't violate any laws. I mean, this is this is a longstanding image issue with the NBA, but it's not a a legal issue. I think they're just. I can tell you, you could see it in Silver's face uh, when he was talking about it during the finals. Like, it hurt him, bothered him that he sat down with Morant and was told face to face one thing and it didn't change anything. And that, that, I think, played a factor in as well. You know, Kurt, uh, from an investigative standpoint, too, and I was wondering um, as more and more about Jaws revealed, uh, if, if you're the NBA and you're looking into. Uh, character and all that stuff. I, I wonder if they came to the conclusion that, okay, yeah, you know what, 25 games is solid enough. I mean, this guy uh, just needs to find that right path here. And, and certainly uh, maybe this is a strong enough message uh, that he's going to receive it, uh, seek the help necessary, and, and get back uh, to the association. Yeah, I think, he, I think so. I think that that's the hope. Is that they, there are, they said in that, that there are other requirements to his return to play. I'm not, they didn't detail those in the initial press release. I think we'll find out um, when we see more on the report, but that's like you said, I think that that's kind of where the league is at, which is, is how do we, you don't want a guy, I'm trying to put this quite properly. I don't think you want to tell a guy how they have to live their personal life, mm. but he's damaging his brand and he's damaging the NBA's brand. He is hurting the image of other superstars. The league does not want to go, man, the, Players and guns and and that element, that, that's something the league has fought to overcome for 25 years. And there's a lot of people around the league, not just around Jaw and, and the Grizzlies, but other stars, other players who don't want to be painted with this brush. And uh, so it's an issue. Um, it'll be interesting, like you said. I think it's. I, on one hand, you would say that this would help get his attention, but dude, he didn't make an All NBA team. That's 39 million dollars out of his pocket. In part because of, of of how the Grizzlies folded after, I mean, it was the guard position was crowded, and that team folded after that first incident. Like, not folded, but kind of did come apart at the seams and got crushed in the playoffs. You wouldn't think that would have got through, but apparently not. Yeah, apparently not. We have to have this conversation all over again here uh, after the incident in the month of May. We're speaking with Kurt Heelan, lead NBA sports writer over at NBC Sports. Kurt. You know, John Morant's fellow 2019 draft class member, Zion Williamson, has been on the court for different reasons. And we don't need to get into everything that happened in Zion's life over the past week or so. But from a trade standpoint, because his name is starting to be floated around with the Pelicans maybe eyeing a top three selection, perhaps falling in love with Scoot Henderson. Do you think that New Orleans will ultimately trade Zion at some point this offseason? Or maybe it's as early as next week prior to the draft. I think if it happens, it happens sooner rather than later. Like you said, I think that if you're... If you're throwing in the towel on what is, look, unquestionably an immense talent, right? Like he's still, was it 25 and seven? And when he's played with 60% shooting, when he's played, he's been, I mean, all NBA level player. 
if you're throwing in the towel, the towel on that guy at age 23, who are you getting that's better? Like, or, or could be that kind of guy. If you believe Scoot's that guy, then maybe you consider it. I, I would, I'm hesitant to think they'll actually do that. But that said, I will tell you, there is, there is distinct frustration within that organization, not just over the last couple of weeks, but over both him and frankly, Brandon Ingram's commitment off the court to do the things that will get them focused and ready and healthy on the court. And they feel like, I I don't know. I, I think that maybe, I don't know if they're truly ready to trade him, but I think that they're at least willing to consider trading one or both of them for that reason. Well, as a follow-up, it's kind of one of the variables with this number two overall pick. And then, of course, another variable with the Charlotte Hornets. We just heard earlier today that Michael Jordan's going to sell his majority stake in the team. Like, how do you think that's going to impact what happens at number two after Victor Wambanyama, presumably, here's his name called to the San Antonio Spurs? Uh, I don't think it's presumably. Um, (laughs) 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 You can fill that crossword in in English. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's a really good question because I, under Jordan, who brought in, you know, fellow North Carolina guy Mitch Kupchak, um, that was a small C conservative organization, right? They were not huge risk takers. They were not gamble. I mean, you know, Steve Clifford's the coach, and they played it relatively down the middle. And I don't. I think that's the thing. We don't know about these owners. We don't know much about the system. Is this a Matt Ishbia situation? like with the Suns where he just comes in and is like, no, 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 man, turn this thing around. We're going in a very different direction, or is it going to be more gradual? I, I don't know the answer to that, and so it's really, it's really hard to guess, but it is, it is a wild card thrown into this because maybe they look at this whole thing and think that. Maybe they how can how, the two is more valuable than three. They can, they can mess Portland up here. Um, how do they go get – if there's that much demand for Scoop, what can we get for him, and who fits best? best next to LaMelo Ball since he is kind of the face of the franchise. You know, Kurt, I'm wondering about uh, moving forward with the NBA in terms of are we seeing a shift uh, happen right before our eyes in terms of uh, we all know it's a superstar league and we get that, but yet, yeah. you know, uh, head coaches are still getting fired even though they have superstars on their team uh, <laughs> because of, of expectations, right? And then we just saw uh, an NBA finals where you have a collection of guys that's well coached of Miami and then uh, you have draft and develop philosophy out there in Denver. And I... I wonder, because of Ben Simmons and, and Zion and Jaw and these uh, mental health issues at times from college kids and, and they make that jump and, okay, they don't know how to handle things uh, right away. I wonder if there is a shift going on in the NBA. Do you have any thoughts uh, on that uh, moving forward? I think you're going to see – I think if you're not the Lakers or the Knicks or the Heat – the Heat can go get superstars. They just – they're smarter than that and they're, they've kind of – I think the Lakers used to be this way in the eighties. They had this great culture built and they plugged guys into it. Um, and Miami does that. But if you're not one of those teams who can just go get a superstar and there's only a handful of them, then you have to do it this way and you have to be smart about it. I think like the bucks, the bucks are also the kind of shining example, right? Like, yeah, they went and got Drew holiday, but they, they got, did they get a little lucky with, Giannis Antetokounmpo, yes, but they drafted Chris Middleton and they put the right players around them and they built a foundation with Mike Budenholzer of the kind of system they wanted to be. Like they knew what they wanted to do. I think you have to do that. But I also think the draft is going to take on a lot more importance with the new CBA. 
where, you know, you saw, I don't, you, you guys probably noticed this, and <laughs> the people who pay attention because you're gambling out there notice this. They made a trade. The Nuggets made a trade during the NBA Finals, sending out their mm-hmm. 2029 pick for a second-round pick this year and a, a late first next year. Because if you're going to have Jokic and Murray and Gordon and and, and uh, you know all these guys Porter on the, on your roster, you're going to have to round it out with the Christian Browns. You're going to have to find more of those guys. You're going to have to find guys on rookie deals who can, can come in and contribute. Or you've kind of got to nail some of those picks because it's the only way under the new CBA to fill out the roster effectively. You're not just going to be. It's going to be much harder to go get the KCPs and Bruce Browns of the world. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how teams handle that in the coming years. There's going to be a lot of unintended, unintended consequences as the CBA plays out over the next few years. Hey, Kurt, we got 20 seconds left. Where's Damian Lillard playing next year? Portland. I know that's boring, but mm. Portland. If, if it changes, it changes at the All-Star breaker next summer, but they're going to go into the season trying to win with him. All right, well, we'll see what they do with that number three overall pick. Maybe Scoot Henderson, maybe it's Brandon Miller, or maybe somebody else, and they surprise us coming up later next week at the NBA Draft. He is Kurt Heelan. Check out his work over at NBC, the lead NBA writer over there. Kurt, we appreciate the time, man. Be well. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Good stuff there from Kurt Portland. I think a lot of people think Lillard's on the move, maybe yeah. prior to the draft, but Kurt, he's, he's going to go ahead and zig while others zag. And I know say Chauncey that, wants him. <laughs> yeah, Chauncey definitely wants him. Otherwise, he might be looking for another job. Power <laughs> number two on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.